Thank you for choosing Get Off Money Geeks podcast. Please remember that there are other podcasts on this show with awesome and lovely people, so go check them out. Uh, in this episode, I have Raul, yes, from Video Game ER, and he has his own blog on Genobi Productions. And I sit down with him and my lovely co-host Amanda, which you could follow at Star Princess 1988. Oh, and you could also follow Raul at Platinum Spartan on Twitter, and he has a bunch of things going on. He will explain to you in the podcast. He has a few video games that are that he's making that are coming out. A new website that's launching. A lot of cool stuff is happening for Raul, so I'm really happy for him. And he's just extremely busy. So Video Game ER will be back up. Uh, right now he's at school, so when the school's out, you'll have more time to do that lovely stuff. And in this episode, it is all about Game of Thrones. That's right. Game of Thrones has been out of control. I personally have been binging uh, the last three seasons, and I'm finally caught up. Please remember that this episode contains massive spoilers. So if you are not caught up with Game of Thrones, see the current season, that is season four, episode two. If you're not caught up, just look away. <laughs> Skip this episode until you are caught up and then come back and see if you agree with our crazy nonsense, our crazy arguments, because this episode is actually a lot of fun. It's just so fresh in my mind. All the episodes, Raul's read all the books, so he has some insights to the future, which we did not explain. And also, Amanda is currently reading the books, and I'm going to start reading the books, so it's kind of a crazy link between books and movies and see what it is and it was just a great conversation to have about other people who are just excited about Game of Thrones and it's become massively popular and I'm really really excited for this season to really kick off on HBO and if you don't have HBO and you know somebody who has HBO you could get their HBO Go app it is absolutely brilliant and it actually crashed for the season premiere of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't happen anymore, but it's been a great ride. I love Game of Thrones, absolutely love it. Love all the characters, the adventures, the stories. It's so cool. And I really hope you enjoy this episode because I had a lot of fun doing it. Thank you very much, you guys. You can follow Get Off Money's podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Pinterest, Reddit, everything we're out there you can search for us we're there trust me uh, you, you can follow me personally at twitter at janobi87 j-o-n-o-b-i-e-87 thank you very much you guys and geek on you're talking about game of thrones You guys have no idea. It's been crazy so far. Because yeah. of um, season one. Okay. Um, are, yeah. we, are we starting or? Yeah, we already uh, started. Just kind of. Uh, yeah. so, hey. But yeah, so. It's been a while. It's been a while. Okay, do you want me? So, bro, like, it's been a while since we've been on the show. What have you been up to, actually? Okay, so. um. Just to keep you guys in the loop, uh, you guys don't already remember this, I'm a game designer, so um, we have three games that we're now producing. It's bumped up to three projects now, before it was just two. Keep it busy. Keep it busy. One of the we got two board games on the way. Those are looking pretty good. Um, and then this summer, uh, we are going to be at Rooster Teeth Expo in Austin. That's going to be awesome. Yep, yep. So that's all gotten finalized. I have a page up on GameSprout, which is basically like IMDb for like indie games. Sweet. You have a lot of professional developer feedback and stuff, so you guys can see our stuff there. Uh, my university actually has an official um, like social media service for just game development students. So that's like separate from LinkedIn and all that. Yeah. Oh, it's like a video game LinkedIn. Yeah, it's basically strictly game game LinkedIn. That's cool, man. Hell yeah! So you've been keeping pretty busy. 
Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, people have been talking about. I've been getting messages about video game uh, ER and see, uh, seeing when there's gonna be another episode. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, Chris, Chris is kind of busy, so I'm trying to like find a another partner to kind of partner up and, and do this. And I've also been kind of busy, but this yeah. summer is gonna be really slow. My summer semester is on my slowest. So, I mean, I'll probably have more time to actually keep up with video game VR. And actually, the hiatus that we had was, you know, not really needed, but I guess beneficial nonetheless, because oh, I have yeah. a lot more material to work off of. Uh, I've been taking, uh, you know, my game studies classes, continuing those, my game history classes, so a lot more informed and up-to-date. I've also, you know, been in touch with a few more developers. We've had uh, a career fair on campus recently, so I got some new contacts from that as well. So, yeah, I look forward to some more video game ER and start uh, diagnoses. Hey, hell yeah. Well, this, is one, this one's Game of Thrones. This episode is all about Game of Thrones. Let me tell you um, my background on Game of Thrones. J-O-T. I, J-O-T. Greatest of... Oh. Well, be GOAT, but greatest of all time. But greatest of all... It's the GOAT got. Greatest of all time television show I've ever seen. Uh, my experience is... I binge-watched it. How long did it take me, Amanda? Do you think? A month? No, not, not even that long, right? I think... Like three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So from season one all the way to the current episode, it took me like three weeks to watch. And uh, it's been a wild roller coaster ride. Have you been watching it since the start? No. I watched it like a year ago. I got my friend's um, HBO Go. Yeah, HBO Go. <laughs> um, password. <laughs> and then just like binge watched them all from there. So I saw the first three seasons and then I had to wait for the season like everybody else did. That must have been a killer wait between season three and season four. A little bit just because when I was watching it, this would always happen. Like I'd start watching it at maybe 10 o'clock at night and I'd be like, oh, one more, one more, one more. But then <laughs> the last of the third episode, uh, third season, I was like, oh. I can't. No one more like, I was, thing. I got, you know, I got hooked, and then they cut off my supply. <laughs> it's like, it's like oh, man. Oh. Yeah, it's been a while, Rod. Have you watched it since the start, or did you kind of, like, pick it up season two, season three? So I picked it up right in the gap between season one and season two. Cool. That's a good time. I was actually pretty yeah. good between season one and yeah, season two. I, I picked it up right then and there, and I my fondest memory of Game of Thrones is I had a I have a dual monitor set up, so I had Game of Thrones on one monitor, and on the other monitor I was playing si- uh, Skyrim simultaneously. Oh wow! So you were that getting... is that is the best thing. <laughs> that is intense, my friend. Yes. Um, but uh, funny little tidbit: Did you see this article that somehow Game of Thrones and Lord of the Ring, Lord of the Rings are connected in like a weird, super futuristic for um, Game of Thrones because they found Gandalf's sword or like what looked like his sword in, oh, in, the, Iron in the Iron Throne. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like... Uh, Glamdriel, uh, Gandalf's sword is one of the swords in the Iron Throne, but that's mostly just from a prop standpoint, not from an actual connection standpoint. Although that would be cool. That would be awesome. Like super, yeah. or like, no. We can just pretend it is. I think. I'm gonna pretend it is. In my mind, I can just pretend it is. Somehow, Schmeagle will <laughs> pop up in <laughs> future Game of Thrones. My precious Iron Throne. He's the man. That's who's on the Iron oh Throne. Oh my God! <laughs> Schmeagle's the king of the Seven Kingdoms. Oh God. Wow, that'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, so. So we all, so I don't really know too many people who've started watching it since the very, since its beginning. But uh, have you been, have, did you read the books? Yes, uh, I read the books. I actually have all five currently right in front of me at my bookshelf. Nice. And um, I'm just eagerly awaiting the winds of winter. Um, it's, it's a different experience, you know, reading the books. Because what happened was, like, I got into it, I watched season one. And then there was that long gap between season one and season two. And I was just like, okay, I need to know what happens. And people were talking about it. 
And I'm like, okay, so these are books. I didn't know that there were books at the time. I'm like, I've never heard of these books. And that's a really sad fact, unfortunately. Just like, where have these books been all my life? So I bought them. I just you know, put the sad thing, I, I think it's more like there's so much things in the world that we can't keep up with all of it. Yeah, there's so much media to consume that something's it's get insane. lost. Yeah, exactly. No, because I've read I've read Tolkien and like Tolkien was required reading in high school, and so Maybe it, it kind of like bothers me. In your high school? Yeah, yeah, we actually uh, read. Yeah, I know my high school is kind of cool. <laughs> Where did uh, you go to? You went to Bridgewater Raritan, right? Yeah, yeah. For their uh, for their literary honors class, you had the option of reading a few books. Um, the Fellowship was one of them. I'm definitely gonna talk to my sister and be like, "Why did you not read Fellowship of the Ring in high school?" But he's in honors class. Were you in honors class in high school? I didn't go to Bridgewater Raritan. No, but I mean in general, like that wouldn't be no the, like, only... the standard. No, for... no, it's not standard. It's more like yeah. when, when you're in. <laughs> For the, so I wasn't in any honors classes like that. English, I'm assuming you weren't, so maybe if we were, we would have read that book. English was by far my worst subject in high school. Like I, Junior year was all honors classes. Senior year was like, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, didn't know. I I'm, dropped out. <laughs> honestly, uh, my, only, my only AP classes were AP Bio and AP Calculus. But I took AP Calculus my junior year of high school. Because also my senior year, I'm like, screw this, I don't feel like doing this anymore, and every day I left at 12.30. So, <laughs> that was my senior year of high school. Um, yeah, anyway, um, I'm not going to like hang on to the books too much, because just reading the books like puts me in spoiler territory for the rest of you all. And it's just funny, like, my friends, um, like, they're, they're, they only watch the show, they don't have any experience with the books. So, like, this last few episodes... I'm trying to like leave very subtle hints to them to like what will happen next, and I, like they're slowly picking up on it. But we've rewatched the last three episodes, and I just point out like important bits of dialogue. I'm like, pay attention to that because it's gonna matter. Yeah, but, but so, are you? Have you been? I mean, have you been reading the books? Are you like starting to read them? I am, um, reading books, but the show is ahead of me. Okay, because I'm just starting it. I think I'm gonna buy all five of them in like my iPad and just burn through them. Can I share it with you over Kindle app? No, I don't think I can. If I buy them from the Kindle app, that's actually a good idea. I'll do that and I'll just share it with you. I was going to say, then you could, I could share the ones I have Oh, you can share with me. Oh, awesome. Oh, that'll be fantastic. Yeah, we'll figure that out. <laughs> but, but, Raul, like, so you're ahead of the show already, so I'm, I'm a little curious. Does that hinder your watching experience? No, no, because, see, like, you got to understand, like, you know, as, as a... Uh, director, producer, video editor, and, you know, you have your experience with this, but, like, there's always cinematic liberties that get taken, and one of the beauty of Game of Thrones, I guess, as a show, is that they do take those liberties, and I and it kind of feel like it ends up being better for that. Like, it's not starkly different. Haha, <laughs> starkly. <laughs> but, um, it's but, not starkly different. That was, that was a good chopper, man. That was yeah. great. <laughs> Um, it's it's not okay. It's not all that drastically different from the book series, uh, but like there are just like nuances here and there, like minor details. For example, like the books just have a lot more characters, like just in general. Like you know every single side character. Like you know the name of the guy on the side of the street, like selling food, you know, in King's Landing. Like that's how he writes books. Yeah, like he, he paints like literally every detail, as if as if you're an omniscient being watching all this unfold. Wait, so Amanda, where, where so that, that's his writing style. It's where like, are you in the series right now compared to the where, show? Uh um so if I were to break this down into seasons, I'm essentially four seasons ahead of the show. Four seasons ahead of the show? Arguably. I mean Yeah, if they were to pace it like um, correctly, I suppose, like if they keep up the same pace that the show is going, I'm effectively three or four seasons ahead, book wise. So where we are right now in the show, if you're familiar with the titles of the books, we're right at the tail end of A Sword of Storms, and I think the next two seasons are going to be all A Feast of Crows, and they might just put in one season of A Dances with Dragons. Nice. Um, that, so Amanda, right now, say what season are, are you reading right now? It's hard to say. Um, what was what was like the last thing that happened in the book? I mean, you're already behind, so you know it's not 
like spoilers or anything. Because well, some things are happening that I know are happening in the beginning of season two, but there, as I'm reading, there's still things that are like, oh, that happened like halfway through season one. Like they oh, kind of, like okay, the story because yeah. as it jumps around in the show, like every chapter in the books, at least for me so far, focuses on a character. Okay. So like I just read, you know, Chrono- the uh, Catelyn. Um, Chronologically speaking, sorry. Yeah. So like there. You guys are lagging on me. I'm sorry. Wait, what are you? What'd you say? What'd you? What'd you say, uh, Raul? <laughs> No, no, you guys are lagging on me. I'm sorry if I'm cutting you off. It's just I'm getting bits and pieces of you guys. Oh, okay. Now. Okay. But I'm just going to mute myself. Go ahead, finish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was saying that, yeah, it's just it jumps around, so things that are happening in one episode, like, it's not, you know, literally, like, it's not they're taking the script exactly from the book, and this three chapters is this episode, you know, it kind of is jumping around. So end of season one, beginning of season two. Pretty much. Okay. Um, I'm curious how much of a of uh, this is a question for both of y'all because you guys are actually reading the book and I haven't read it yet. But compared to Tolkien, um, reading wise, how are the books? How are how are Game of Thrones the books compared to Tolkien's Lord of the Rings the books? Like, is there that much detail in Game of Thrones? I would say they're similar, but Game of Thrones is so much easier. Okay. I, I feel like a lot of people deterred me from reading the books at first because they were saying, you know, they're really long, they're really heavy, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, you know, I've read Lord of the Rings, and, you know. I, That's crazy. Those were long, but I handled it. But, yeah, they were much, much easier, in my opinion, at least. The uh, story, you know, you didn't focus on a whole chapter on just setting up scenery. Okay, yeah, and, like, songs and stuff like that. Right, right, not as much of that. Uh, Ro, uh, what do you think between the two books? Which one, uh, essentially, I guess that's my question, which one was easier to read? I, I completely agree. Um, I would definitely say that A Song of Ice and Fire as a series uh, compared to the Lord of the Rings series, it's just much easier to read. Um, but I feel like he puts, like, I feel like Lord of the Rings is more, like, centered on, like, the few actions of, like, a few characters, and then the rest of it is just, like, world-building, and I feel like on the Song of Ice and Fire side, it's just as much world-building, but I think it's, like, like balanced between that. I don't know. Um, yeah. the, the style of the, the books is, like, very similar to, like, how a screenwriter would actually write. That's why it's so easy to translate between the books and the, the show. So it's very dialogue-heavy. Uh... It's 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 very dialogue heavy. It's very like thought heavy. Like he really he really emphasizes what the characters are thinking rather than saying a lot of the time. That's pretty cool. And like you guys said, compared to the show, has been uh, pretty spot on. Obviously, they can't bring everything, but the most important parts they haven't gone crazy. You know, add, like adding new characters or anything like that so far, have they? Um. Not so even. I mean. Is the previous episode grounds for discussion, like the one that just appeared Sunday? Yeah, all games, all bets are off because there's going to be spoilers in this episode. If you're not caught up in Game of Thrones, you are SOL, my friend. Too because bad. this is all, like the current episode, I know they switched actors again. Um, starting with the fourth season with, what's her name? Uh, he was blonde and tall and super buff. Now Dario Naharis. Yeah, like now no, he's like... Yeah black-haired and kind of scrawnier and whatever. But beyond that, they've also changed uh, Jeffrey's brother. Like, he, if you look back in the other seasons, it's a completely different actor because oh. from now on, he's gonna, I think he's going to yeah, he's gonna be more well, in Well, he is supposed to be growing up as well. Yeah. So that may be another reason that they switched the actor just because, I mean, when he started, this kid was supposed to be this age, and now he's supposed to be, like, 15. Oh, but he hasn't. That kid hasn't grown that much it within hasn't the been. year. <laughs> it doesn't look okay. old enough. So for the record, the scene where um, Jamie and Cersei are behind, like, yeah, they definitely talk about that. Yeah. Well, this open for discussion. What uh, what did you guys want to talk about? It was super rapey. Yes. <laughs> Unnecessarily. It was a little awkward. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. There was no. I don't that, think they were that. No, it's not. That how kind it was of. Cool. 
Okay, so for the record, that scene does not exist in the books. <laughs> right, I mean, there that is... Was, yeah, like, there's a scene it, where... It, it happens, it happens similarly, but, like, not quite like that, like right by his, you know, funeral bedside, like not right there, <laughs> which was the yeah. weird part. I was just like, really? You're doing this here right now? I don't get why HBO Go felt the need, or HBO Go, HBO in general, or the production company felt the need that that would be more compelling, because I noticed when I first, in the first season, called Drogo and Daenerys, they mean they made that you know the wedding night scene if you remember was a little kind of horses are down and is a little rough where I remember when I read that in the book it wasn't really like that mm. like it was you know still an uncomfortable situation for her but definitely not as bad as they made it seem in the show and I don't know why they're choosing to go in that direction so is it more for like dramatic effects I guess so but man but... that was that was just weird. I'm not gonna lie. This past episode has was a little off, in my opinion. I just well, King Jeffrey died the, the the episode before, and then obviously you have the second to last episode of season three. Still, for me, anyways, it's still like carrying over to now because I've just seen through it. But I don't know. What did you guys think of this past episode? Did it lack a little bit of that like awesome luster and suspense? It, uh, they are definitely building for suspense. This is my uh, foresight talking. Okay, so they are definitely building for suspense. I'm still trying to pin down the pace because just for y'all, you know, for the for everyone's knowledge, there is something that happens in in context regarding Joffrey's death that is much more substantial than merely his passing. Hmm. Than, than merely his assassination, you know, gives credit for, and it's supposed to be like one of the high points of like. It's, it's supposed to be, like, one of the climaxes. Like, so the first climax of Sword of Storms is the Red Wedding, of course. The second climax is the Purple Wedding, which is Joffrey getting assassinated. And then the third climax is supposed to happen after this, and they're still not getting around to it. And it's not it's not the Siege of Castle Black, by the way. It's not that. So, I mean, that's pretty awesome. But that, well, that's, not, that's not it. So can, I'm just, like, wondering why they're, they're slowing it down. I don't know how much they want to postpone it. I think they might save it for, like, the season finale, but if they do so, like, I don't know how they're going to fill in the gaps. Um, I really don't want to say what it is. So the Red Witch... Uh, Melisandre. She, she sucked. Um, took the king, the rifle king, in my opinion. Uh, these Sanders. leeches. Yeah, these leeches. I'm really, I'm still really bad with the names. So I apologize. So you guys have to <laughs> help me out with this. But she had three leeches on him? Or how many leeches were there on them? Because we had... Obviously, the Red Wedding, the Purple Wedding, and I feel like there was one more leech for another king that was supposed to... Something... So, like, Raul was saying there's supposed to be three climaxes, but it, it referred to the three leeches mm-hmm. that, that... were on Gentry. Yeah, so I remember the first two names. What was the third name? Uh, it's, a, it's a really big hint, but uh, if I say it, then you'll immediately know what happened, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> We'll just have to wonder. We'll just have to wonder what's in the one. Yeah, I, I this this one's pretty good because it kind of you know it 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 good things happen. Oh, okay. So, out of all the new characters that we know so far, who do you guys like? I mean, I I know who I like, and that's because I've read ahead. But well, every every character, he's, he's right? even he's, he's even better in the show than I could have imagined. In Anybody general, take a guess? the new character. Like okay, so who have you seen that's a new face around? Kind of, I'm kind of just leaving breadcrumbs now, you know. Well, the new the new face is what's his, um, you know, Khaleesi's. That you're saying that's how you say your name, right? Khaleesi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she was the Khaleesi, but I mean. Yeah, it's a title. Yeah, there it is. She's yeah. Just, yeah she's like Khaleesi. the mother of dragons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the the older dragons. <laughs> Those are my new favorite characters. Oh, man, the dragons have definitely grown up, and it's or more so now than obviously when they started, but I don't know. Um, you know, for me, honestly, because I've been watching them nonstop, binge-watching, every character's new to me, and I honestly got to say, I, I like uh, Little... Little, um, little, little Finger? Little Finger, yeah. Lord he, Yeah, he is the most devious person 
I know, and I feel like he. At, I feel like at the end of the day, he's gonna come out on top <laughs> because he is just he will do anything for power, and and he has so much. He like he said, I think towards the end of season three, uh, beginning of season four, he started off with nothing, and now he has like a ship and men and stuff like that, and, mm-hmm. and all the a business and stuff. So I feel like it's just gonna continue growing when he and. Um, damn, what's her name? Uh, Rob Stark's daughter. Yes. Sansa. Stark, yeah. Sansa. Sansa, yeah. Now he has her, and who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, he's definitely an interesting character, because, I mean, he has the tie to Catelyn Stark, who we always loved, but, you know, there's still his, like, need for revenge and power and trying to prove some things. He's, yeah, he's definitely a really interesting he's character. A, he's a game changer, that one. Yeah. Him and Varys, the eunuch. Yes. Together. Oh my gosh, I love their scenes together. They're awesome. And he's another good one. I I think he's... I don't know, he's cool. I don't know, I just like his character. And I think when him, them two are together, and... Uh, uh, I'm sorry, who's the little person? Tyrion? Yeah, Tyrion. Tyrion when Lister? all three of them are talking, oh, I, it, yeah. things get crazy. Like, you know, it's the power of the minds, and I think it, it is a giant mind game, and it is just unreal when those three characters are together. Uh, but, Ron, right, your favorite characters in Florida? Yeah, I'm going to throw a name into that mix. The person I was alluding to is Prince Oberyn from Dorne. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that. Why? Why do you with, think? With his, with his sex capades. Yeah. <laughs> He, uh, so, what, he's a master of poison? Is that what it was? It, he is. I mean, uh, for for those who are not, like, kind of in tune with, like, Dorne, Dorne is, like, the, the last section of Westeros. It's the southernmost section, and it's, like, a big, like, um, not a wasteland, but it's a very arid area. So, like, um, thematically speaking, it's, like, uh, it's based off of, like, uh, North Africa and the Middle East. Hmm. Um... So it's it's a really cool, like, area, and hopefully, you know, because we do end up going there at some point, hopefully they'll actually get to that place within the season, but it's a cool place to check out. But character-wise, I just love Oberyn, because he, he brings the smack talk, but it's really, really cool to be able to insult someone by simultaneously praising them. Oh, like a, like <laughs> He's a master of that. I, I, love, I love witty characters, so Tyrion and now Oberyn um, are my two favorites. You know, out of everyone, practically speaking. I mean, I like Daenerys just because she's like a really cool, like, show of force that you're seeing her grow. And obviously she has dragons, so you're just going to keep paying attention to her. But as far as, like, you know, who, I, who I'd who i like to, like, just, you know, like, chill with, I'd like to chill with, like, Tyrion and Oberyn, because those, those guys would be fun to hang out with. I would like to hang out with the dragons. <laughs> I don't know if they'd want to hang out with you. I don't know, I don't think so either, but, you know, just to... I don't know. Her character in itself, I think, has done the most growth Daenerys. so far. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Within absolutely. the four seasons, I think she has. Man, I, I'm I'm waiting. I'm just waiting so much for her to be in the mix of everywhere. You know what's going on, but uh, with everybody who's in the kingdom itself, because she's gonna throw down. It's gonna get crazy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think in the book especially, I noticed, I mean, she's 13 years old in the book. She gets sold to this older warlord who she's super scared of. Like, her brother puts her down and is kind of always telling her what to do. And all of a sudden, she just finds this inner strength. It's like, yeah, I'm in charge now. So, you know what? So, we're going to do things my way. And this, I love this scene with the end. The gold, the the crown. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. I loved loved and hated it. I was like, oh, that's awful, but he deserved it. Uh, It was... was That scene, I was like, what is happening right now? This is crazy. There were a lot of those scenes, but for me, honestly, the Red Wedding was out of control. It was the I did not expect it. Um, you know, I was sitting with Ashley, and we were sitting next to each other. I think she was just waiting 
to see my oh, my like reaction, like just looking at me and just waiting for me to react. And afterwards, I was speechless. I was like, I can't believe this happened, and I did not see this coming. I didn't think they were gonna die the way they did. <laughs> I didn't think they were gonna die. I honestly thought they were gonna succeed, and I was like, no. Definitely, I think there's so much invested in the characters that for them to die so abruptly, it's just, you know, you're stopping all that development and all that connection you're making with them. It honestly reminded me of Walking Dead. No one, no one is safe. Okay, quite, quite literally, no one is safe. I'm just telling you guys yeah, that right now. I think even more so in this show. Nobody Definitely. is safe. Oof. I didn't think Jeffrey was going to die the way he died. I thought he was going to have more painful death, in my opinion. I wanted him. That's really bad of me to say, but I, he was such a bad character. I'm not saying bad as in terrible. Like, he was just... He was a bad person. Bad person. Uh, so I, I, I personally wanted him to, you know, have it worse than he did by poison. I, I felt like that was like an, an easy way out for him. Because it could have gone crazy. I, I, mean, I just what? think... Uh... The way that episode is like set up is just really nice. You see like why you, you basically get reminded of him. Like if you just watch it back like, over again, you're just like you know, you know he's gonna get killed. So now that entire episode is just focused on like why we all want him dead in the first place, because he's just such a dick. Yeah. Uh, he was he was he was weird. He had some issues. Oh yeah. He needed a therapy. Well, look where he came from. That's true. He is an incest baby. But look at his uh, brothers and sisters, who some of them died. That's true. But what was, Ro, for you, what was your wildest moment in uh, the series so far? Was that directed towards me? Yeah, yeah. Which one was oh, okay. your craziest moment? Uh, okay, so well, let's see. We're three episodes in. I mean, craziest moment is, I guess, now it's going to be the Siege of Marine. That's going to be fun to look forward to. That That's a cool event in the books. I mean, they don't really... No, um, I'm saying, I'm I'm saying which, which is your favorite moment as far, mm -hmm. so far, in the four seasons that are out? Which one was your craziest Oh, moment? okay, okay. Out of everything, like, just, okay. Um, so, let's see. I hadn't read the books. I mean, I, I barely started to read the books. So, I guess in season two... I think one of my favorite moments is just, um, let's see, wow, I feel like season two compared to season three and beyond is going to be kind of boring, but, no, uh, season two, I guess, like, the most, like, uh, kind of, like, throat-in-mouth situation was, like, I guess when, uh, when Daenerys was, uh, like, she had lost her dragons, like, all of her, uh, um, the, uh, the writers, like her, her, her crew, her clan, I suppose, like all of her guards have been killed in Quarth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. man, that was crazy. And they were kidnapped, and she needed to go through, like, this crazy... She's like, where this are crazy. my dragons? Yeah, so I guess that whole moment, I mean... That uh, moment, sorry. I think you really see, you really see the mother instinct just come out of her. Yeah. And... You really see that she is the mother of these dragons because the way she snapped, in a sense, when they were taken away from her. Oh, you got like a maternal instinct for these reptiles, and she's human. I mean, essentially, they're the source of her power. Yeah. I mean, if she doesn't have these dragons, she's just another little girl. Exactly. With something to prove. But so in in that episode, actually. Did you guys remember that the wizard dude or whatever he was, he was saying that he, the dragons are stronger when she's around and she's stronger when the dragons are around. That's why she they wanted both of them to forever be chained up together. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like the dragons need her as much as she needs the dragons. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was pretty cool because, you know, the dragons could just be dragons by themselves, but I didn't realize that they were even more powerful because of her, which I didn't think that was possible. Okay, um, so I really want your opinions uh, as far as, like, you know, what what you guys thought was, like, your most, like, shock and awe moment of all four seasons so far. 
I mean, again, like besides the obvious, like that being the Red Wedding, of course, because I think that's everyone's shock and awe moment, quite literally. Yeah, that was weird. Which one was your craziest moment so far? That's tough. Like, I feel like every episode ends like with a cliffhanger. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Joffrey wedding was just at the moment. Like, I remember saying out loud because I am not that far in the books. Like. I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming. I just really didn't, you know, kind of him at his peak is also his downfall. So maybe that one so far was the most shocking for me. I, I'm going to have to say that I, for my, obviously besides the obvious ending, I think it, I think this past episode, the ending was pretty interesting where she throws all those barrels of the bodies that she collected from each, like, almost checkpoint. The... Where are they? Where is she now? Marie. Marie. Yeah. So I was, when that happened, for me, I think that was the moment that I'm just like, oh, man, it's it's going to get real. It is. Um, hopefully they, they do more with it, and it already looks like they're going to do more with it based on the trailers. Because in the books, they kind of gloss over, like, the Battle of Marine. It, it barely, like, lasts, like, two or three chapters collectively. So it's just, like, an easy win for her. But I think they're just going to play it up more, like, dramatically speaking, in, in the show, which I'm all for. I'm, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's a, a way that they're going to elongate this season by showing more battles there, because I don't really know... What, and I think that's a good thing that I, I didn't read the book. One of the benefits, I don't know where they're going to go beyond this point. I have no idea. So every episode for me, it's going to be a brand new experience because uh, what's the, the youngest girl named the Stark girl? Arya. Yeah, she's... You saw something switch in her brain this past episode. Like, she went berserker. I love her. Oh, Gosh, man. So that's another character. I feel like... What I love about Game of Thrones is their female characters grow so much and become so... Unfortunately, they're so hurt that they become so powerful because of the hurt. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I don't know, but her character is just insane. She's, she's uh, I don't know, I feel like she's only going to get stronger as well. Mm -hmm. When we talk about characters that we like, who is your most hated character right now? Between Joffrey, Cersei, Tywin. <laughs> <sighs> Ro, we'll take this one. Who's your most hated character? Ramsay Snow, Ruse Bolton's bastard. Really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, he's crazy. I forgot about him. No, no, no. All right, let's... Those scenes were borderline disturbing. In my opinion, with yeah. um, what's his name? Uh, yeah, yeah Theon. How did you not cringe when he gave that gift to, to his father? Like, I, I was just like, I was just like his sister, because like Theon and Asha have a bit of a Cersei Jamie thing going on, but like to a more of like a genuine thing, not just like a you know we're kind of old and lonely thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they have like a genuine like brother sister thing, like even though if they don't like uh, outright they show it. So she is pissed. She she uh in that last episode when she gets on his on her boats, she has a fleet of four boats all filled with men. Hmm. Yeah, so she takes like every man she she currently like has under her employ, and they all just go. And and I know what happened, so <laughs> it, it's gonna get real. It's gonna get I'm real. Mixed, I'm mixed in her character because she's she seems like she's evil, but at the same time she seems like she's an ally of Theon. Like I don't I don't really know where she stands right now, as of now. Obviously, for the record, like that that's like a, just a common trope with most of uh, his characters. Like he's really good at writing them so that they're gray in a moral area. Like they have like redeeming qualities, but at the same time they can like easily like, turn. I mean, the only characters that didn't really have any redeeming qualities are, like, Joffrey and, like, a few people that you can clearly identify as villains. But for the most part, everybody else is really, really gray. That's, everyone has great qualities and, and 
you know, and dark sides. Which which character can you most relate to? I'm curious. I want I want to hear this from somebody else first. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I think I feel like the not to answer my own question right away, but the character I can most relate to would have to be. Uh, I would. Uh, what's the youngest? Um, the youngest girl's name again? Aria. Aria. You can relate to her because I've seen some stuff. Some stuff in my life, and you know, I've been through a lot. And she's taking it obviously a little differently than than I would. I'm not in a killing spree or anything like that, <laughs> or want revenge on anything. But I just feel like she's so young and. She saw so much so far, and experienced so much so far, and it, it hardens you a little bit, and it definitely affects the way you look at life. So I feel like I could relate to her the most because I, I kind of understand in a very smaller scale, but still. I love when she's going like Joffrey, Cersei, Liam Payne with her list of like kill list, essentially. Which is going to run out shortly, because <laughs> who else is there to kill? One no, by one. Just, yeah, I love that. So I'm curious, Raul, who, who can you relate to the most? Um, me? I definitely have to give Tyrion, just because I feel like uh, Tyrion has, like, he, he, he uh, Basically, he's just very like strong in the face of like whatever people throw at him, and he doesn't have like he's very like don't ever give up kind of mentality. Like he's just you know he takes everything in stride, and he he has his moments like his really really redeeming moments. And uh, yeah, he's after after this season, everybody's just gonna absolutely love Tyrion. Like, I mean, the shit that's about to happen to him is gonna be pretty pretty bad, but you're just gonna love him even more for like how he pushes through it. I honestly love him now. I, yeah, yeah. I, I've always loved him. I thought he was a great character. Yeah, no, I've loved him since the beginning. But I mean, like, you know, he grows on you even more. And I think he's just everyone... He's just practically everyone's favorite character. And I'm sorry for, like, picking someone, like, you know, that popular. But he's just the one I identify with the most, personally. No, no. He's, he's had some glory, and he's had some... Down moments, he fell in love. I don't know. He's been through a lot <laughs> in the four seasons. Not to the extremes of other characters, but he, I think he's been through all range of emotions. And the actor who plays him, he, well, he's won awards, which... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's, 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 he's absolutely amazing. Peter Dinklage is great. And I know this is Game of Thrones, but I'm really excited to, to see Days of Future Past because of him. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm so excited. Like, Days of Future Past... I don't know how I feel about it, but he's in it, so it must be great. Um, oh, yeah, that's coming out soon. That's going to be epic. Uh, it's going to be unreal. I hope. I hope. You know, every, well, anyway, so, Amanda, who can you relate to the most? I'd say a little bit of um, Jon Snow and maybe a little bit of Sansa, kind of these characters who... With Jon Snow, you know, kind of being put in a place, you didn't didn't ask to be born, you know, where you are, but still trying to make the best of it. And for Sansa as well, of being, you know, having these expectations to be the queen, to do this, to that, and then you're staring at your father's head on a spike, and to just kind of giving up to, like, try to work the system. And I love it when the hound is like, you know, that little girl may, you know, beat us all someday, just because... She knows how to play the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was... Ah, just... Her character's awesome. I just really... She's cool. Wait, and there's... There were so many on uh, Imager and Reddit. There's so many of these images where... Um, her and the guy whose face is burnt off. Yeah. Wow. They, they are, they're riding into the night... <laughs> And they have like these glasses on, like these like retro glasses, and they also have another another picture of uh, Big Daddy and from Kick Ass, Big Daddy and Hit Girl. They also had that these two pictures. I feel like their relationship is gonna grow too. And I'm, oh, Arya. And yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see where where that's 
where that's heading. Mm-hmm. But, but Sansa's the one who's... She's the red hair. She's married to Tyrion. Okay, yeah. Her character... I didn't like her character in the beginning. <laughs> I thought she was a brat. <laughs> she was, absolutely. But I think, you know, what she goes through with kind of, I mean... She's forced to stay in King's Landing watching as all the rest of her family is kind of picked off one by one, and she's just like, Ooh, you know, when is my turn, essentially, but she doesn't, you know. And Littlefinger is just like, whoop, I'm going to take, but why does Littlefinger want her? I'm curious. I'm like, why her? Why save her? Is it because of her feelings, his feelings for her mother? Or Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, he he's basically taking it as, like, a personal, like, revenge slash, like, kind of fulfilling his fantasy, you know, because he came to the realization that no matter how he already tried, like, she would never, like, betray Ned, so he basically plotted to have, you know, Ned killed, and then even when he tried to, like, get her to, like, you know, kind of, uh, he advanced on Catelyn a few times, even after Ned Stark's death, and then he just realized that that wasn't possible. So he had hand in Ned's basically beheading? Yeah, yeah. Wait, how's that? How's that? Um, so back in season one. Yeah. Um, so right before, like, so Ned was basically going to go to Robert, um, to, like, you know, kind of show him the records that he found, basically proving that Joffrey and the rest of Cersei's kids were not hers and Robert Baratheons, but rather that they were Cersei's and Jaime's. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole reason, like, um, uh, Maester Aaron, like, like, the first dead body that you see in, like, the first episode, like, that's that's the whole illusion that he caught the two of them. And then, see, basically everything is, you know, branching off of the fact that, you know, people caught Cersei and Jaime, you know, kind of doing it. And that, that's basically how it escalated from there. And, like, the whole season kind of revol- revolves around that as, like, a starting point for, like, most of this turmoil. So, yeah. so what happens is, like, Robert basically, he, he gets stabbed on that hunting trip with the boar, like, the boar kills him mm-hmm. with one of its tusks. So he's, like, up in his bedchamber, like, kind of dying. So, like, this is Ned on his way to, like, show Robert, but then, you know, he's basically betrayed. He walks into an ambush in the garden, and it's Littlefinger and, like, a bunch of, like, other King's guards, Lannister guards. So Rob, I mean, sorry, Ned had trusted Littlefinger, but that was his, like, first mistake. <laughs> Never trust the Littlefinger. Yeah, that that was pretty much what happened. So yeah, Littlefinger was entirely responsible for, like, um, Ned Stark being reprimanded in season one, and then eventually Joffrey just you know chose to behead him. Man, that well that scene was the, the reason the reason that happened was because Ned got blamed for the death of Lord Aaron at first, and then the the kidnapping of Tyrion. Yeah, that that whole. That ending, actually, that's another shocker for me. I didn't think he was going to die so soon um, the way he did, and I don't know. That ending was pretty shocking for me as well. Uh, but I also, I'm also curious to, to find out about you guys that, you know, what's what's going to happen with, with the Red Witch and, and that whole story arc? Because I don't, I don't honestly know uh, where they're going to go from here because they they lost that huge battle trying to take over, and then he's basically starting from scratch, and his daughter is, is like, half dragon face. Like, what's going on there? So um, she was just... It's not, like, half dragon face or anything. She was just born with it. Um, They don't allude to it too much in the book, but it's just, like, just simple facial scarring. It's nothing, like, beyond that. She just happens to have, like, a skin disorder. But of course, like everyone, it's because it's medieval era. Everyone thinks it's like a curse, or it's like a bad omen, or something like that. So, she's essentially secluded in a tower, like Rapunzel, and just kind of like there. Um, yeah. So, Stannis, Melisandre, and their whole crew, and Sir Davos. Um, they they have some interesting things happen to them, but just. Uh, Forewarning, like it, they, they still have yet to really give them like their limelight again, especially after the Battle of Blackwater. That 
they have something going on with them, but not much. Okay. And you're, then... you're gonna you're gonna get more like they're a real wild card um, because uh, uh, allied with them are the Brotherhood without banners. Remember that one guy who can die? He was fighting the Hound with the fire sword. That was crazy. That was so. Not... That's that's gonna be a thing. You're gonna have a lot more. You know, you're just gonna have a lot more competing parties everywhere. There's just like, you know, it's 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 like you got like a whole bunch of like you know super. Like uh, it's it's just like all these families just competing, and and it, that's why it's the Game of Thrones. But it's instead of a game, it's more like a full-on battle, and you're gonna really see that pick up. You're not gonna you're not gonna get a war like every episode, but you're definitely gonna see like the. Uh, Everyone coming to a head, pretty much. So I'm, I'm curious, Amanda. What are you most looking forward to in season four? What do you want to see happen? Essentially, by season, the ending of season four. What do you want? I want to see more dragon action. More dragon killing. Oh yeah. Fighting with dragons. And I want to see Tyrion alive at the end of it, hopefully. <laughs> Oh my god, that's like exactly what I wanted to. I just I just want him to live. That would be I think him and Daenerys, I think I would be most upset with losing those two. <sighs> and Arya probably as well. Those are probably yeah. So you think there's gonna be a main character death oh, of mid season or the end of the season? Oh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> I don't want, to, I want any more deaths. I don't there, know what's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's like, going to happen. Yeah. I mean... It's, it's inevitable. Yeah. It needs to happen. Uh, unfortunately, Raul, you did read the books. You are ahead of everything, but what are you most excited for to happen as if you didn't read the books? <laughs> as if I didn't read the books, then I think... Um, you guys pretty much have it downright. If I did not read the books, if I was still in the dark, I would really, really hope that Tyrion lives, and I would definitely want some more dragon action. Dragon action. I feel like we're going to see some some more during the next few episodes, I hope. Um, I'm just excited for... Oh, another thing that I wanted to bring up was, what is the redhead girl's name from the other side of the wall? Egret. Uh, Egret. What is happening between that and Jon Snow? I'm curious, because he loves her in reverse, but they're trying to kill each other now. Like, I don't get it. So, here's the thing. Like, Jon wants to be with her, but their whole situation is really, really, like, she does not want to leave the wildlings. Like, he would love to, like, take her back, and at the same time, he doesn't want to break any more of his vows, like, as a knight of the, you know, sorry, as a Knight of the Night's Watch, or like a man of the Night's Watch, a brother of the Night's Watch, there we go. Um, yeah, he doesn't want to break any more of his vows, he has like, you know, loyalty issues essentially. She doesn't like understand all of that, she just wants him to be with her, but he can't be with her because of, you know, where they're standing on either side of the fence. And, you know, her group is just trying to like overrun the wall. And at the same time, like, John doesn't see any other hope of, like, defeating the White Walkers other than his crew. So he is, he's in a really awkward position. Oh, my God. Because the, wild, the Wildlings just want to go south. They want to get away from the wall, and they want to set up, like, a, you know, semi-permanent area, you know, down below the wall. And the whole point of the Night's Watch is to prevent that from happening again. And they also saw the White Walkers. They're, like, you know, requesting aid. And so that's like a whole thing going on. Like the no, wall is currently like the most. That like, actually brings up uh, a, a different point. Neville's, what's the name? <laughs> this character reminds me of Neville's so much. John, Sam. Oh, yes. Sam Samwell. Yeah, uh, Sam found this crazy spear, black spear thing uh, mm. that instantly killed these walkers. Uh, do you think that's gonna evolve more so? Then you know, Amanda, I'm, I'm curious to, to hear your opinion because obviously you haven't read the books. Sorry, Raul, you know the answers. You know the answers. But for someone who does not know, I, the I'd answers, love to hear your theory. Actually, I'm I'm not going to say anything regarding it, but I would just love to hear your opinion and your prediction. 
So I'm okay with this. I want to see if you're, you know, I'm, I'm just going to, like, think to myself, hmm, I think he's got it. <laughs> kind of forgot about that. Now <laughs> you bring it back up. It was crazy. Um, yeah, I think, well, I hope that we see more of Sam. I think, God, his name's not Neville. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a really interesting character as well, because I'm in the book, you know, he essentially, his father says... I want to disown you because you're kind of, you're not the son that I want. Either you're going to go be in the night's watch, watch or I'm going to take you in the woods and kill you and tell your mother it was an accident. So, I mean, he kind of has no choice but to join, and now that he's kind of coming of his own, and he's, John is really encouraging him that he's taking charge, and he has, you know, the... Um, is his lady friend now? I don't know. He's just. I hope that you know that someday we'll see him. Not save the day, but I hope we see more of him because I I would him love to see him character. come into his own. Yeah. He's an awesome character. I actually really like him. My theory on him with the black spear and everything like that. I feel like that's going to play a huge part. I feel like he's going to command his own his own squadron in a sense and be the mm -hmm. one leading others to exactly, how to kill them. Exactly. And, I, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking for him to get in some more action. Not from his lady friend, because she has no, a kid to face. Lady with a baby. <laughs> lady with a baby. But I, I, just, I want him to be more brave and show everybody and at some point show his father that, you know, I became this great man kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because he, at heart, he is probably the kindest character in all of Game of Thrones, in my opinion. He is the one that has the most heart. And you just love those characters. You love to see them succeed. You feel really bad when they fail. And uh, you feel great when they fall in love. So it's like, I don't know, he's a really cool character. I think he's one of my favorite characters, too, honestly. I've grown really attached to a lot of these characters. <laughs> like, I don't, want them, I don't want them to go. <laughs> Um, but I think he's going to play a huge role in, in the uh, upcoming war between, you know, everything like that. But, uh, you know what? Uh, I think this is a good time good time to end end everything. Well, I want to talk about Bran. Oh, ooh, okay. We haven't talked about Bran at all. We have not. I feel like he's going through puberty right now in the show. It looks a little funny. Have you noticed that? <laughs> He is From the trick. first season to now, now I'm like, oh, he's in that awkward stage. He's a poor actor. He was on a show that millions of people watch. His hair is ridiculous right now. <laughs> His hair is out of control. Oh, how did we totally forget about him? There's so many characters. It's hard to, like, trying to go through the sequences in your mind of, like, oh, there's, like, everyone in King's Landing. There's everyone at the Wall. There's everyone... Where um, Daenerys is, there's everyone in Winterfell, and then, oh yeah, there's Bran and Hodor and um, Tonks and... Tonks, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tonks. And the, the brother and sister, and yeah. Where do you think, what is their reason for them going over, like, through the wall, over the wall, or essentially, why do they want to go to the other side so badly? Well, if you remember that Bran was um, seeing the faces... In the trees? Yes. I think that... The three-eyed raven and all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think it is... Roll can probably explain this better, too, that, you know, the children of the woods and, you know, they went in there a really long time ago, and now you still see their faces in the trees, and, you know, there's a lot of... You know, they're going to need all of that. <laughs> okay, so, like, here I can explain a little. Um, I'll just... It's a very brief hint, but there's if you want to look into it on your own, but there's there's a whole history of the Andals and the First Men, the people who settled Westeros for the first time. So like all the problems that they're facing happened many thousands of years ago, and Bran is a war because that kind of makes him almost like druid in a in a sense, like almost like a druid. So he's able to like, tap into like those ancient secrets of the land a bit better than normal people will. So that's why it's important for him to like kind of rediscover that lost piece of history, and that's why he's north of the wall because that's like the one area in Westeros that hasn't been like completely settled, and it's the most like wild part of Westeros. 
it's like where all of like the ancient secrets are still like kept, and you know that's why it's important for him to be there. And yeah, his 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 gift is very cool. Like he could, you know, essentially hop into the mind of humans now and and wolves and stuff like that, and other creatures. Well, the know. reason it works on Hodor is because unfortunately, like you know, Hodor is a bit like. Uh, He's, he's got a very animalistic mind, and that's why he's able to do that with Hodor, but to a lesser degree. Yeah, because that fool passed out, like, right afterwards. Pretty much. He was knocked out. <laughs> um, that's a great character. His actor is awesome. His actor is a DJ in real life. He's a DJ? Wait, yeah, what? He's a DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, so what every time they've had a party, like a Game of Thrones, like actor party, like any of like the big premiere parties, he's always DJed. Like he DJs for free. But he's like a very popular underground DJ in London, like both as an actor and like in real life. That's awesome. I did not know that. They did not have that in uh, behind the scenes of Game of Thrones. Um, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, fun fact: Richard Madden, so the actor for Rob Stark, is currently engaged to Jenna Coleman, uh, otherwise known as. Yeah. Come on, Je- Je- Jenna Coleman from Doctor Who. The after Jenna, Jenna Gillian, after Amy Pond. No, no, that's oh. Karen Gillan. No, the yeah, name. after her. Or, uh, what's her name? The yeah, one, the one I would like the least. Uh, the most recent, like, most recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the girl, the mystery girl, or the impossible girl. Clara. Clara, Clara yes, I do not like her. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> Clara, really, engaged to Clara? Good for him. Yeah. yeah. A little cutie. Oh, yeah. He's a little cutie, too, though. Was that, he's a little cutie, too? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, Doctor Who. Anyways, before I get into, like, a huge Doctor Who transition, because I could definitely do that. Um, Just thought you'd like that fun fact. That's a great fun fact. <laughs> Game of Thrones and Doctor Who uniting. Uh, mm. It's almost like uh, David Tennant marrying uh, the older Doctor's daughter. Mm-hmm. But are there any other, other, other um, things that we want to bring up? Or do you want to close it? Any... Shocking reveals that Rule wants to say, and we're just going to close our ears and not hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you guys really want to do this? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> For anyone who has not read the books, we don't want to. I, I have plenty of interesting things that I could just, like, yell, <laughs> and you guys could, like, not hear it, but then you could hear it in, like, the editing phase, and you just be like, God damn it. No, if you say things like that, I'm just going to post it straight up. I'm, not even, I'm never listening to this podcast ever again. <laughs> Game over. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. I feel like we're all really pumped for the seasons to continue. They did, they did pick up for season five and season six, so we're definitely going to have two of those. And I think more beyond that because was it HBO Go crashed sure. for the season premiere. Of season we're right there. You're talking about Game of Thrones. I'm on a podcast. We're talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> We're talking about Game of Thrones. That was great. Maybe we just ended that way. <laughs> We're talking about Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, but thank you guys for coming on the show. So sorry about that. No, it's okay. I loved it. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use your audio clip. Of We're talking about Game of Thrones. Fantastic. Um, yeah, but thanks you guys for coming. Uh, I just really felt compelled to nerd out about Game of Thrones after burning through all of the seasons so far. Yep. And uh, but then, thank you for coming. This is Get Off on Eats podcast, Game of Thrones episode. Uh, I'm here with all hosts. This is nice. I think this is a hostful, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been a while. It's been a while since Rolo came on the show. Rolo, thank you so much. Is there anything? Oh, that you thank say you. Pleasure to be here. Um, no, that, that's pretty much it for me. I mean, guys enjoy Game of Thrones. It's a fantastic series. Keep watching. There's some really awesome stuff coming forth, and I'm just excited to you know. I, I think something that we didn't touch upon, but we could talk about in the future, is just like how Game of Thrones kind of helped like fantasy 
move into the mainstream because it is high fantasy. Yeah, like, at the end of the season. I like the whole world is watching it. Like you see, like all these celebrities tweet that aren't like actors or not affiliated with the show with all, but they still watch it. Like, hey, so Raul, uh, season ending of season four. Mm. As soon as afterwards, we're gonna have a recap, and we're gonna definitely talk more about all the shenanigans that went down. Yeah, definitely. So we'll save that for a future episode. And definitely Doctor Who premiere because we're definitely gonna do that because that's gonna be. Oh good. yeah, that's gonna be uh, September. September. Oh, I'm so excited. You have no idea. But uh, thank you, thank you. You can follow uh, Raul at, at Twitter at Platinum Spartan. Um, anything else you want to throw out there? Your software company. Yeah, so uh, my game studio is Rogue Robot Studios. Uh, look for our games. Um, one that you can basically hear about soon is Ricochet Rivera. We're planning that for a release on iOS and Android sometime within the next year or so. Congratulations. Congratulations, and I'm here with Amanda. Awesome, Amanda. Uh, winter is coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, thank you very much, everybody. This is Get Off on Geeks podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus. Who uses that besides us right now? But <laughs> thank you very much, guys, and have a great night. Keep on. <laughs>